That's a song I used to sing to one of my cats. But um, I won't tell you the words because it's our special song. You know what I'm saying? But I, at least you got to hear a little bit of the, you know, the love. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm having some difficulties with um, this podcast platform. And... Um, I'm kind of like um, up in the air about it. I'm thinking, should I just close down this whole business of podcasting and just, you know, sayonara forever and just not ever come back on here and make a potty? Um, Or should I ask to make a uh, an appointment with um, Jack? You know. You know, the owner of that green stock. You know, because it would be my luck if that, you know, that story of Jack and the Beanstalk? They're like starving to death. And his mom, you know, she, she, um, forbears an important message that this young child or kid must do in order for their main instinctual primal survivor survival right so she dubs and tasks and duties this son of hers to sell their cow right everybody knows that story go sell this cow get as much as you can for her don't take nothing less than she gives them all the jargoning you know the rundown on the limits and you know, stuff like that. So her kids are like, okay, yeah, mama, I'm going to save the day. And what? He comes back with freaking beans in his hand for his mom and they're about to die. You know, I just thought I thought that story was so sad when I was a little girl. I felt so sorry. Uh, excuse me. I was a yawn. I felt so sad when I was a little girl for that, um, and not for that boy in the story, Jack, because um, I respected the fact in that story when he was um, being gray mattered, manipulated, when he was being, you know, primed, you know, uh, and privyed for uh, brainwash, and that couldn't be good. You know, I was a little kid, you know, listening or watching the story, and I, and I thought to myself, that can't, that can't be good. What this seems like an evil doer or um, jackass of a stranger is doing to this little kid, because didn't this little kid just tell him the, that his family needs food? You know, and so was that one of the Grimm's brothers stories? By the way, I'm a big fan of the Grimm's brothers. I think they're cool. I'm going to meet them. So, um, anyways, I, I just thought, you know, from the sounds of this, um, ill-gotten negotiation from this stranger par of life, I thought to myself as a child, um, if it's not bad enough that he's getting, um, bamboozled 
by somebody of his own species, I thought to myself, <laughs> these species um, of human beings suck. That's what I was thinking when I was a little girl. Really, because I'm thinking, look how an adult is interacting um, in a maniacal way to a freaking child. The, there is no bars held for how human society treat our children, including parents, including me. Yes, I was one of those that, you know, my kids really just thought I was a bullshit busy bee. You know, always trying to get in their problems and always trying to, you know, take control of everything so it works out just the way mom wants. I'll be honest, yeah, dudes, I told you I was plenty of a dickhead in my lower, younger years. Lower meaning because I wasn't attuned to the uh, appellations of my heart. I, you know... I didn't, I didn't have experience, so how could I, you know, understand what the true essence of habitual and uh, perceptive, gentle and kingdom-like wise knowledge? How could I ever even gain half of a perception on saying I suck dick? Oh, I suck dick too. You suck dick too. Oh. You know, so, yeah, um, I say Dick Du uh, was a huge um, badge on my life. And I wore it as an honor badge. I, I suck Dick too. You suck Dick too. Yeah, I suck Dick too. Yeah, that was an honor badge for me back in the day. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit up here and say, Thou shall not act so perfect when you're horny or when you're in the presence of the eye of the beholder. Whatever. I'm not like that. You know what I'm saying? I had to hear that mumble jumble blah 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 blah. Six, six, six. Every single time I went to church. And guess what? I went to church a lot. A lot. <laughs> My mother once said it quite nicely. Uh, in church every time the doors are open. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, that's a fair analogy of, um, you know, me spending my entire life getting brainwashed and bamboozled and abused at church. Yeah, that, well, that's the closest one that comes, you know, to my mind thus far. A church for popular and unpopular moral society really seems to um, undulate a passage for people of naysayer being. So they say, you know, bring all your, you know, your lonely hearted and all the sick in all ways and forms to a church and we will conquer that together and heal that. The only thing that the church has conquered together, what they really mean by that is, and what I really want to know, is when the church says those types of uh, major significant promises of uh, future holdings within their stock because now you are part of the church therefore the church is the stock in other words the church is the money honey you know I mean you know they they're not dumb that's for sure because uh, 
leaders of um, different types of psychological and um, ill-formed segues in life are often, if not trained um, visually, how to take that first test of life and knock down a human being. And not only that, but utilize that human being's um, ultimate behaviors, instincts, and habits to their own. They apply it to their own being. Not only that, they step on the back of that, that human as a stepping stone to walk past. No respect at all. No going around the situation. No, you know talking it out of the situation, no recapping on it, uh, I can't wait to go give him very shots, I'm going to hold it so tight, <coughs> excuse me, but I saw at a very, very, very young baby age, how life was, how life was going to go, only because, um, I knew that I wanted to protect my planet, and I knew that I wanted to protect the god or goddess, gods and goddesses in my planet or planets. I just knew that I had something amazing, strong, and powerful, like I'm holding a freaking loaded, fully automatic, you know, weapon as a baby. And, like, I have some knowledge of the weaponry and how to locate it, but I don't know how to use it. Let's just say that. Some of us, I don't know if there are anyone out there on the planet like that, like me, who, you know, thought like that. And I'm, you know, so I'm just kind of, like, letting everybody know where I am coming from in terms of my thought process and thinking. And I would like to convey this knowledge to the public for simple fact of my being is that if um, I don't explain where I come from, I find that um, it's gotten me into a lot of trouble in my past and in my past life. Is, it has, you know, I mean, it's kind of like this is the equivalent. You know, when you first have children and they're toddlers, and all of a sudden they come running around with like a cigar in their mouth and one high heel on of yours. And um, one of your husband's work boots on the other foot, he's dragging it and using it as a boat. You know what the kid's doing. You've never had kids before. And the first time that people trip out and they see their own kid um, interact with another baby family member or their, um, their own on coral age, if you will, per se, the first time somebody watches a human interact with something that trips them out is a new time and form to formulate a wonderful formulation of feelings because this is the time when the portal for growing normally but not negately closed you know that's another thing that I'm here to tell on the planet to tell all human beings you know in their skin time outfits check it out just because they say so doesn't mean it's so just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. You know? Just because I can't, I don't think I can. 
Winners always think about the thought of losing. That's okay. Losers um, always think about the thought of never winning. What say ye now? Hear ye, hear ye. You know? I mean, the last one to put up a pencil to start pushing it were um, the ones that were making the lead. <laughs> and the last I checked on... Um, hypocrisy and war theories and the art of war and um, the candor or um, what do they call that um, not a negotiation it's like a, a small pile compiled of um, negotiations but it's it's like uh, not important something like not um, uh, something of war I guess casualty okay casualties of war when you take that and encapsulate that with the last words and intentions I was stating, it's called the suicide pill. You take it and you die. I don't, I don't, well, from my eyes, my mind's eye, I didn't like that perception that I was seeing people do to one another in the future. You know? And it would always happen when I thought that I could trust a human being. Then I would see something real doggy and doggish and and shizzy and you know what I'm saying, uncouth, spooky, cloudy, and not clear. If you're gonna act as a human because your feet are touching this formation of this, you know, planetary Earth, then by golly, get your ass there now and start it right. Because, for one, there does. Or does it come a plot or lot in life when one does, you know, um, not formidable, you know, the upper echelons of life? In other words, look, dildo. I'm I'm saying this is how people talk to me. Look, dildo. We're not going to be here forever to take care of you. And then I, that's when I turn to them and say, never, ever, ever. And then they say, yeah, about that story, kid. I don't know about you guys, honestly, earnestly. I don't give a shit if you're human, you're spirit beings, you are angels, archangels, guardian angels, elders, ancestors, death, life. I don't care. What I speaketh, I spake into your heart. I'm not here to... You know, um, well, if I was here to act like everybody else, I wouldn't be doing podcasts about how to heal your soul and how to make connections and how to understand the wisest of all beings on this planetary um, human atmosphere. And that is all about knowing that once you know this, you can do anything. Knowing that you are the most powerful human or being within the iron earshot, at least for now. And that's because you're a little dog, you know? You're a little fish right now in the the, the never-ending, um, undulating waters. Right? So, that's why I give so much legway to human beings. I know a lot of you out there, they look at me like, God, how could she do that? And I've had, 
you know, just to be quite frank and honest, I've had people say that to my face. You know, kind of like they're rubbing it in and I already know that I'm not going to get paid for this. How many times do you think or would you like to bring your enemy, your enemy's face down to the ground and step on the back of their head as you leave, you know, on a muddy, rainy day? How many of us want and, and think and do this to humans that we interact with on a daily, yearly, or bipartisan, half-eternal session? In other words, get your act together because you are number one. I don't deal with the losing part of any type of civilization, population, you know, um, emulation, anything lation. Um, to me, it's kind of like people that are allowed to get divorced and um, still say that, you know, they're good people. They are good people, but they're not as good as they used to be before they got that divorce. You know why? Divorce tears and death. Divorce and death tear a serious patch of skin off a human being that everyone says, well, my soul or my, my, well, you know what that's hurting because you have this constant pain in your body, literally physical pain. It hurts so bad that you cannot even locate that where that sore or, or open wound is. It hurts for you to even breathe, right? So if you cannot locate what is going on, how it happened, where it's at, who's to cause for, if you can't do those basic elementary, you know, you know, answers to those equations, then um, I'm going to start making a big book tree of dumb life. And I'm just going to start just... I, well, I was going to, like, pin everybody up all nice and in the branches, but fuck it. I'm right now, I'm just going to throw you guys, I'm going to chuck it like footballs. Here, here, here. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm tired of um, watching other people hurt one another. It's constant. When do we ever get to see you respect you? Or when do you get to see that? Because if you actually had an intimate experience with all due respect keep your mind up high i know you are if uh, you were to have an intimate contact or context with your inner being about how amazing you are it's like it's like have having the greatest meal every single day of your life you know why because you can actually go to your refrigerator or your cupboard and open it up and know that you're going to get satisfied before you leave that kitchen. And that is such a wonderful feeling for the humans to undulate or to have or grasp or retain or obtain and grow and learn and understand so that you may teach the wonderful gifts of the heart in terms of undulating prophecies, constant love and protection. Isn't that what you wanted, honestly? And you don't have to answer. Nobody ever has to answer this when I'm doing this, right? And in fact, um, the reason why I'm like up front on that and I step up to the plate before I further my, you know, my, um, fi my findings and beliefs to you guys is because I want you to know that seriously, 
with all due respect and no harm you done, um, I really don't want, nor do I care to know about, you know, other stuff about, you know, giving a prophecy or stuff like that because my foreseeing talents aren't going to be looked through through the nerves that are connected to my eyeballs. <coughs> Excuse me. The color of my eyes and my eyeballs. How many eyelashes I have. Everything that I'm thinking will be conducted and construed completely by a, you know, different path in and of life. Because, first and foremost, it's coming from a different freaking human. <laughs> you have a different size of centimeters of the way your skull is shaped. Therefore, I do too. No person is ever the same. You know, so how we all got to this point as human beings or civilization at this point in, in human history, it's really super sad. It's a continuum of um, bastardly, dastardly years of torturing humans with bullshit. You know, I don't know about you, but DOS, not cool. When I engage with anybody on this planet, I seriously am trying to make myself more um, more focused, uh, more engaged, and more earnest, and more honest, and more honesty, and... Um, more humanism and less annoyingism, <laughs> you know, and it's just to be honest with you, I like, and look, I think I revealed to this the other night on one of my potties, my podcast, um, I'm 52 years old right now, that's what's going down, <laughs> you know, I'm 52, and I don't even, well, I'm just going to be totally honest here. I know I haven't even scratched the surface of all beings here, thereafter, in our mid-haven. You know, so it is, then it is down below. Um, rescue energies that we possi possibly can even try to fathom to imagine. <laughs> in other words, period, one. You don't even get to get to the number one before it's shut down. And like I reiterate to a lot of my um, people in my sessions here, is that that is why and what I am here and for. Is to let everybody know that at, at least within my own reaching limits, you know, and my own energy, I like to cover people like with blankets, you know, say like somebody's cold. And um, I like to go up to human beings and give them some type of tool, some type of blanket, and um, some type of protection from, you know, what's about to freaking unfold in their lives. I'm not a huge advocate for people saying that, you know, you need to let them take them their lumps in life. Or people who say, who talk like that, um, gosh, Robert didn't turn off the lights in here. The drapes are open in the living room and look what time it is. <sighs> 1.50 a.m. The fans on in the living room. The living room light. Jeez. 
Now this is a good time when you can say Jesus Christ. Because you're going to need him by the time you go to Robert. Because you're going to want to kick his ass and kill him. There's one thing about my husband that um, I usually don't. I'm kind of like not digging lately. And that's the fact that he has made it utterly clear to me that I am not his type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite poignant. Um, at times it can be quite liberating and at times it can be quite devastating and at times I feel like, you know, I was the main focal point for casualty of war. In other words, I have been eviscerated in the eyes of my husband in terms of love. And it's just a lot in life that I had to learn to understand and deal with and employ with. And it was just a huge vat of um, feelings mixed with emotions and, and, the, and the like. At not, not such a cool time in life for me because... You know, I've got, you know, these physical things that are wrong with my body from a car crash, neuropathy, <clears throat> and um, there are people that are still in my life that, A, either are currently abusing me, <clears throat> and don't use that thing on, I just heard somebody tell me not too long ago that um, they're saying, um, you are the creator of your future. Um you're gonna have to hold on. I'm gonna crush my coffee beans. Wait, when? Okay, I'm wondering if I should just let this go and close it out because I'm not really uh, feeling um, a rendering of um, the kind of energy that I would like you to intake. Oh, I know one little tiny tidbit of info I would like you to um, listen to. I love the name of Nikolai. I just want to say that um, I really messed up on some verbiage <laughs> in this podcast, and I do take notice that um, I think I need to go back to the drawing board and uh, study grammar again. And I want to apologize if I offend people, if I... Like, say a word wrong or something like that. When I say it, I actually believe in it. And I, I get so excited that I found, like, a new um, definition to a word that I've been, you know, hearing all my life. That I get so excited that um, I actually forget to explain what it means when I say a word like that. When it or, 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 excuse me, not war, but or when I combine new words that I've made up myself, right? Oh. So, I apologize for that. I get super excited and I want to keep going on with my story because I don't want to, you know, stray or veer off the the path of the story, right? And 
So sometimes when Alice is here, combined with uh, the pain of neuropathy and other things raining down in life, sometimes I forget and I get lost in my own imagination of um, vocal cord. And and I like it. <laughs> you know, it's like my uh, my getaway for reliefism, if you will. Oh, my scale's not working right now. Okay. Alright. Now I guess I can't move whilst on the scale. And so there's something else I wanted to tell you about. Um, oh yeah, and then I was going to... Oh, I was in the middle of telling you a story, and I said something like, and don't go say... And then I said, um, but hold on a minute, I have to crush my coffee beans. Well, by the time I got back, I was so stoned that I forgot what I was talking about. So, I apologize for that, too. <laughs> My scale's not working. Oh, no. Okay. I won't move. Alright, wait, wait. Wait, wait, baited breath. Now, how come I can pronounce the th on breath, but not the word with? No, there's something not right about this scale because I bought this um, really classy jacket that I'm wearing right now, and it's pleather, spelled with a P-L, not leather, the original wording or spelling. Um, I got this jacket when I was um, a lot heavier, and it was just this past, I think, summer. Um, I know because... Um, I had this jacket on when my twin had left me in a strange town at night in the rain at a concert and I was terrified and you know he said some things he wanted me wished I would die stuff like that right so I bought this jacket for that event to go see one of my favorite all-time bands as a little girl when I was 14 and um yeah, that didn't go over well. Anyways, when I first purchased this jacket I'm wearing, um, it has these extra um, layers of material on the breast part that goes way down. It's cut up high. It has no collar, super long arms that touch almost the mid part of my, the, outer, um, the back of my hand, which is rare. And it's got quality... Um, craftsmanship and tools on it like the zippers are made it looks like brass but it's just brass coated but it's still that's pretty top quality and the teeth for the zipper are wide so it's not like you're going to be messing with a, a little tiny chick zipper it's got like a man zipper on the jacket but it looks like it's gold you know and they are as sturdy as but with um, the forefront promise to the creator that this is a cheaper option and so um, anyways, I love this jacket. It's black. And, um, the reason why I called it pleather is because it's not real leather, but it looks like it. So they use plastic and they mix it with the material. That's what, what we used to call it here in Southern California. Uh, me and my friends, we used to say, oh, they're wearing pleather. They're not real. They're fake people. You know, and I'm thinking shit in the back of my head. Um, the only reason I wear real leather is because all my friends are rich, <laughs> not me. 
<laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, getting a hold of a piece of that pleather. That's what I used to think when I was a little girl, you know. I mean, I wasn't vying to um, or jealous or hating life because I went without. Um, life usually provided for me on the things that I needed, and I was always happy with that, you know. Um, I'm always trying to make myself happy with the little things in life so that I can make you feel that you are amazing for being the bigger part of life. You know, I have to keep myself on that fastidious guard to make sure that um, people who encounter my presence will leave feeling edified. But I can't say that all of the time, only some of the time when none of the time is available. In other words, um, yeah, sometimes people leave my um, dishonored presence pissed the fuck off at me. Like I said, I'm married. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yeah, about the marriage thing, though. Um, I, uh, uh, to be honest, if I had money and position or a position or somewhere to go that I could bring my cat, I would have. You know, Robert and I and my husband, we would have divorced a long time ago. I don't know why the dude stays with me when he gets his mad because he's the one with all the money. He can leave, you know. I mean, um, but to be honest, the only reason I, th oh, I told this to my husband one time. I said, you know, honey, I'm so proud of us staying married so long. This July, Robert and I will be married 25, count them, 25 years. I've been married um, almost, um, almost my entire adult life, right, so I told my husband one time, you know, I'm so proud of us for staying married, honey, it's, nobody stays married this long, God, we're like dinosaurs, he's like, yeah, I know, and I said, but, you know, to be honest with you, I sometimes feel that the only reason that we're still together today, today, Sorry, I'm getting tired today is because that either a we couldn't afford to get the divorce or b um, we were too lazy to go down to the courthouse and file the proper paperwork. <laughs> that's that's the truth. I I think some, truly sometimes I I know that that's I, I mean I think I know I, I think I feel that you know that emotion that we're only together because of those. Um, Circumstances, but those circumstances run or ran high in our life at that time when we were fighting. But in retrospect, because I was just thinking earlier tonight when I was talking about my marriage, I was thinking, um, if I were a billionaire tonight, would I still want? See, this is the really fat gas cat dog question. This is the one question. Everybody wants answered about marriage. If you were a millionaire, would you still be with your spouse now and keep him forever? If you can say yes, then then okay, that's cool. That's what I meant. But if you can say no, then they weren't meant to be your spouse. I truly believe that. I think that we as humans um, officiate our own agendas for our own self, you know, righteous wills.
And that is called Controlled Ownership of Thine Own Ye Old Soul. And then dot, 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 sucker. <laughs> hey, sucker. I know you're a sucker because I saw dick too. <laughs> you saw dick too, too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have now entered the house of so dick too. <laughs> I, I I like so dick too. I like so dick too. Me too. <laughs> okay, so hey, better, better, better. So wing. Sometimes I get off. Um, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. My husband's coming out of his room. He just came out of his room. But on that same token. And the flip side, he just went to bed. So I know he's not up to urinate. He made a public announcement to let me know that he's back up again and I'm being way too inconsiderate and rude and un totally disrespectful. So, you know. Yeah, sometimes I still play dickhead games. Like... Um, force him to come out and yell at me, like, you know, just so I can get attention from him. Isn't that what the dudes do in prison? <clears throat> you know, when they're in solitary confinement, they actually throw feces at the door, at the guards, or, or try to hurt or maim someone, just so they can get beat the F up. Because they want attention that bad. I understand what the prison men's mentality is now. Hi, honey. What are you doing? Is it because I woke you up? Lies! I'm loud? Okay. Okay, so yeah, he's he's taking it nicely. He must be listening to my podcast. Don't be a good doom cough when you don't have to. Oh yeah, has it been left out the whole night? Okay. For what? Oh, can I finish my podcast? You just, he just made it upside down, grim. Like, yeah, I guess. But, <clears throat> anyways, one time I was uh, helping this one um, huge um, company. Oh, my, <laughs> my phone just hit my nose, sorry. I helped this website get up um, and launched. And, uh, I don't know why I was telling you that. It was about something my husband said. Well, it must be because I want to do away. Oh, wow, what was that? Do away with negative thoughts right now because I'm um, encountering a closer allotment time for my subconscious to dance with me. In other words, I'm probably getting really close to bedtime and I want to try to start settling everything down in my conscious mind so that my subconscious can go to the ball tonight. So, oh, wait one, ladies and gentlemen. So what do you want to do tomorrow for food? You want to, um, I don't know, whatever you want, I'll do. I know, that's why I was asking if it can, not that important, I'm do, still doing a podcast. Oh, okay. Sorry.
<sighs> I didn't have any. Okay, can I finish my podcast? Are you sure? Watch this. Because every time I start doing it again, you ask me something. Are you okay? Now, on that last one, you know, sounding condescending. I really don't have a condescending, a condescending heart. But it is, but for the fact that I'm always asking everyone around me, are you okay? I think um, if I were to be a power goddess or an angel, one of the prayers to me would be, are you okay? (laughs) I mean, I raised my entire flock on those exact words, are you okay? And do you know how nice it is if you're asked that a lot? Do you know what that means? That means that somebody's constantly providing you comfort and an out and an invitation to discard your yucky muck. You know, who does that? What emotional Santa Claus can you actually find and pay to do that for you? <clears throat> I, I've never had it. Um, well, no, I have when I was younger. When I was, I think, uh, 16 years old. I was treated like that with some of my people. But, and I never took it for granted. I was just really like a shy kid about my feelings because I felt that my emotions and feelings didn't matter. Because I came from a lower bracket of a financial part of society, um, that including uh, education and intelligence. Therefore, I thought that I kind of like knew my place in society. You know, if I had any um, ill regards or unsettled problems with my own self soul, then that's when I would go take it out on self destruction or self medicating on illegal drugs. It's called self medication. But with, when self-medication, you know, wasn't working, then that's when I would lower myself to um, human and personal conflicts with my family members, or I would go find a stranger to make one. And that is just called being a total jerk. It's a person who has um, no sense of self-esteem or... It lacks a sense of sensibility and style and compassion and compromise for their own self to be cool. It just lacks everything on any type of eloquent level that that you would never want to be. <clears throat> That's what I used to be. And I, I think by the the looks of it, I think because um, I'm be, still being treated like um, a wasteland. I still wonder that maybe I haven't learned nothing about life thus far. Maybe I'm still a complete jerk, but that I've traveled so many different uh, light systems and energy forms within the universe that I come back here 
And it's like, whoa, uh, why am I still being treated like that? I left who knows or in how, how many light years. And maybe I just landed here and got confused thinking this was a safe zone. No, like I stated earlier, that I knew when I, the perfect time to reincarnate myself and life's and humanitarian mission. I did this so at a purported time. That's the day I was born. This is why nobody wanted to take up this job or duty of uh, self-sacrifice for the good and the being of a uh, future survival of society or civilization. Nobody, it's that freaking difficult. It's, it's, you know, to look at human beings, you know, and you know that you're the wasteland they're going to be dumped in. It sucks. It's like you're a cemetery. And <clears throat> that's the title I was given as a human, that I'm a wasteland. I'm nothing, and you're just a, a dead allotment of um, wasted flesh, right? I know that feeling. How how could I not and describe it in such detail? Don't I always say that the things I say in my podcasts are from my own experience only, and that's it? Can't you tell the genuinity in my voice and my stories, my rhymes, my reason, and my forethoughts and afterthoughts? Don't you know what's going on when you're around me? You do. And for that fleeting bit of amount of time is all we've got. So if you feel like it's an arrow coming towards you, it's, uh, it's wrapped with a message. The message is life. The message is you. The message is me. The message is more me. And then me, 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 and some me and a lot of me that's how I look at my problems and that's how that helps me keep other human beings in a in a pretty comfy position in life you know like that's when people trip out that I forgive people for heinous things because I'm not thinking that I mean yeah I I do feel like you know it they're doing that intentionally yeah that 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 hurts really bad but I mean, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What did I do? You know, to help those others along in life. What did I do was... I threw myself in actions and thoughts and uh, memories and um, forethoughts. And travel ideas. I threw all of that into... Disconnecting from the universe of people. And since I had hardly any friends less than three, that meant that I was not only disconnecting the only three people that I knew outside of my abusive family, but now I'm going to try to let go of that, that family that tried to, you know, treat me as, you know, a cockroach. I had and have to rise above filth in order for you to feel free. Not only free, but informed, informed under proper discipline, informed at a proper meaningful time, and also informed at a very, very potent portal type of window opening time in your own soul. 
I said that slow because usually when I'm talking with strange, well, in person and skin time, when I'm with a stranger and I know they're going through a hard time, I will pound that. She's out so fast about a human soul till when I leave, the, they're going to know one main core before I, my footsteps away from them is that they're worth it. Because that'll give them something to think about, and that's power. Feeling that you are worth something, and that that worthiness is going to bring you no more degradation, no more disrespect, but that feeling of uh, worthiness is actually going, you're going to start looking for your crown. That came from your soul when you were born. Remember that crown I said that you were born, everyone is? Just because you can't see it, that means that you've, you know, you've, misplaced it. It's not me, not us. We didn't do it. Everybody misplaces their own crown of judgment and justice and uh, engagement when they do that because you can't engage with life because you've chosen or chosen not to by hiding your your crown's plate of glory. And um, I found my crown and I think it's pretty beautiful and I think I'm pretty beautiful, and I mean, now, as if I wasn't in love with love and you guys before. Do you know that when the universe speaks to me lately, or when I, uh, I kick it when I get stoned, my eyes on certain topics or sounds will, my, the shape of the color of my eye feels like they're turning into freaking heart shapes. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm on Norco, the drug that makes you feel like on helium. But I feel like I'm grounded on a lofty cloud. In other words, I'm not scared of bumping in or crashing into the walls on my cloud while I'm stoned. But I feel grounded. And I'm not feeling any pain because I'm comfortable on that lofty cloud. But I know I'm not going to crash. Because I, I don't have the capacity to navigate it right now in a, a sacral and uh, hmm, non-alcoholic, lethargic type form. I am utterly feeling very capable of solving um, hard missions or you know mistakes or questions in life. It's really super nice too because it's about dang time. It just feels like I've stepped out of this the brazen sun and I'm sweating and I'm in a lot of pain and I've got a headache and a migraine. Everything on me hurts, right? It feels like I stepped out of that into your home and you went and got me a cold, soft, cool washcloth and drenched in ice cold water and you bring it to me in loving care. No hesitation. Don't you already read me when I stepped into your life? That's how you treated me with that much love, and I stepped in, you know, ready to die at you know, at your doorstep. But you let me in, knowing I was at I was at death's door, and by that I mean by allowing me to ingratiate your presence with my voice, thought, mind, heart, soul intuitions uh, and um, just uh, energy that's how I know that you're important because you're still listening to me with that said ladies and gentlemen and spirits of all worlds I bid thee good night
and I wish the an even better night. Oh yeah. Oh, I already told you. Um. Okay. Aga, checklist done. Okay. Um. I want to visit with um with the spirit tonight, and you have to be respectful, and nice, and um know your place. In other words, a person that's coming to visit me is going to be um, predominantly right-handed. Oh, it's a spirit from down below. Okay, that's cool. All right, with that, not negative, negativity. I'm stoned. <laughs> Tired. Negativity. Negativity said. Oh, um, I bid ye peace. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? Sorry, Jack. You get me in so much trouble. I am actually. Oh, I'm gonna lay down. Oh, what's <laughs> beautiful. And I'm going to um, reread the directions for the master game of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Castle Ravenloft. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, I dislocated my... Um, sounds like I said I dislocated, but... Because uh, my tongue was like in the wrong place on the front of my teeth when I said that. So it sounded like dislocated. But what I really want to say, and that's partly because I'm exhausted. Um, I just located my dungeons. Oh, I licked my lips after I said that. Because I'm so like, I'm salivating <laughs> to spend time with freaking the spirit world and the old world and the old ways. You know what I'm saying? Those people are cool. In other words, they're like little powerhouses, just roam, they're like freaking gods and giants walking around amidst us. And it's just like, oh yeah, you just went and killed that little girl? Bang, they're dead, they're gone. They weren't even in society. And um, some family members would have kind of like a vague memory of, didn't we used to have an Uncle George? <laughs> That's what people with power, you know, should um, be trained and well, and utilized to do. When you have power like that and you control the facet of the, the life force veins of this earth, then uh, you are a conduit of massive electric and electric, um, whatever, um, again, energy. In other words, who let the dogs out? Okay, and it was the very first Christian uh, question from all the Israelites. Oh, how does a rainbow made? Um, and I mean that question fascinated the religious population just up until the the most recent past years in human history. Uh, right, and oh, the other unknown. Uh, phenomenon that uh, Christians always would um, undulate to is they would say, and no one can, no scientist is as smart as God and can explain to you the way rhyme or reason a cat purrs. I'm thinking <laughs> you're undulating ridiculous because the cat's purring because he's freaking happy. Duh. You know, but of course you can't, you can't expect to know more than a Christian and you can't even start to uh, imply that you know more than your mother Christian. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to, I had to play dumb all the time. I'd be like, 
Oh, okay. You know, my mom said I was just a perfect little girl and teenager growing up. She said I never gave her not one problem, yet I was disciplined like I was my brother. I got more beatings than he did. You know what I'm saying? I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I was beat every single freaking day of my life as a little girl from infant to whenever, you know, I got away from my big brother. So, um, I don't know how I got off on that, but, oh, castle, raven light, dungeons and dragon, make my wish come true. Castle, you're in my dream. You, I'm even singing to my game. You know what I'm doing? I'm pulling out the bitch and kick-ass wizards of the spirit world. And I'm singing them up here on my game board. I'm preparing that message that I'm going to receive and the spirit I'm going to engage with. I'm telling that spirit, I'm giving you my soul. You know, um, would you please come dance with me? Or sit with me and, and let me know about you. Yeah, why is it that humans always want to know about themselves? How come we never ask the spirits what they're like? You know, before a spirit even tries to make um, contact notice with me, they know that, you know, little Stevie doesn't, you know, doesn't play uh, guessing games. Little Stevie plays for keeps. That would be me. Oh, yeah. My house smells so freaking good right now. Man. My bedroom smells like patchouli oil. I've got a, um, like a mist, a mist sensor thing. It's blowing like that fog. Ah, oh, my husband just got me some patchouli oil for it. And I mean, it smells freaking bitching in here. It smells like ye old habit. You know, a doomsday barn back in... 16 BC <coughs> so um, and also I feel pretty good about my life right now where um, I feel like for the first time I see some type of direction to where I want to go you know for real and I, I mean I can't I just found it tonight I'm 52 years old right I just found for the first time a direction for me to go in life and um, I feel really, like I said, I feel good. I feel confident. I feel, you know, um, happenstance. I feel war-ridden and warlock. No, I'm kidding. Um, to get out of the situation I'm in now. So, in other words, if you can answer that question that you wouldn't keep your spouse if you were a billionaire, then um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I would keep mine either because... You know, why should you two people stay together if you don't have to and make and you're both miserable or feeling pain, you know? And what I want to say is that's not a bad thing. You know, if you are a POW or a prisoner that's been in solitary for quite some time, it's not a bad thing to, to want peace, you know, for once. And peace actually feels like, you know, the formation of love because you're not being hurt. In one area, and that one area is what, it's called sanity. Last I heard, you cannot buy S-A-N-I-T-Y. So that's, you know, so yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of peace of uh, calmness in the midst of insanity right now. And um, 
I think it's normal. You know, I deduce that my mannerisms and actions and um, my uh, ex exploration of m what's going on in my true heart, 